Saturn. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. This story is from CNN. The Girl Scouts are bringing us a new cookie that tastes like a brownie. Whoa! That sounds exciting. I'm on board already. Same. You had me at brownie and also cookie. Yeah. Uh, Considering (laughs) that an entire rank of young scouts are known as brownies, it's surprising that it took decades for the chocolatey dessert to be incorporated into the iconic Girl Scout cookie portfolio. Yeah, right? Why were they called brownies if you didn't even sell brownies? Ridiculous. Um, The scouting organization just announced Adventurefuls, which are chocolate cookies filled with a dollop of caramel-flavored cream and a hint of sea salt and topped with a chocolate drizzle. They sound really good. Um, And they will debut starting in January 2022. Uh, Food and wine editor Adam (laughs) Campbell-Schmidt, who sampled Adventurefuls a few months before they're available to the masses, said the cookie tastes pretty much as advertised, which is less than I expected from a food and wine editor. But um, that's what Adam had to say. They taste exactly as how advertised? you think they will. So okay. I guess that's that seems kind of subjective. Yeah, I kind of. So I, if I think they'll taste like honey, then then they'll taste. They like, will. Yes. It's, <laughs> what? It's the that's room, the only thing I could. Think. It's the room of requirement of cookies. You just yeah. Think, you think of what you want them to taste like, and they do. Um. um somebody should make that next. It seems like note. it would be. Hard, if not impossible, but it would be impossible. But yeah, I can dream. Yeah, I no, I, I'm not here to crush your dreams. Um, <laughs> Adventurefuls are the third new Girl Scout cookie since 2020. Uh, the 2021 cookie season saw the debut of Toast Yay. <laughs> I remember those, we, which I think we talked about. <laughs> yeah, a French toast flavored offering shaped like a miniature piece of bread. I, I never, I, I never had a Toast Yay. I didn't either. Did not sound that appealing to me. Um, and the uh, year before that introduced Lemon Ups, crispy lemon wafers stamped with positive affirmations like, I am a go-getter. <laughs> I want to do an episode where it's just us opening a box of Lemon Ups and reading them slowly into the mic. I love that idea. This is a cookie. Or just like every few minutes, like in the middle of doing our normal thing, we just like pause for a second and mm-hmm. just say the pause, phrase pause and then continue. for a positive affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I, Great I idea. I support this. We should just... Here's an idea. Next next um, year, next Girl Scout cookie season, we do a Girl Scout cookie episode. That'd be fun. We could just try a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and especially the new ones. Yeah. I love it. I love this. We idea. have to remember this. Okay. I'm going to try to remember Somebody this. remind us about this. Somebody, yes. Somebody listening, remind yeah. us to do this, because we might us forget. To do this. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, during the pandemic, the Girl Scouts of the USA implemented a digital cookie buying platform to keep Scouts and customers safe. So it should be simple to obtain a box when these new cookies arrive. So they have a whole new platform, apparently. I'm looking forward to potentially using And we that. also have a hookup that lives directly across the street from us, which is True. also very helpful. I also have cousins. <laughs> Perfect. Which are a second source <laughs> of the cookies. <laughs> well, the, the bottom line is we will acquire what we need to do this, yes. this cookie episode. Do you know when the cookies will be sold? Um, I, I always forget like what month it is Girl Scout cookie. Apparently, it starts in January. 
like January is when they start. Oh, is it January? Okay. That's what this article made it sound okay. like, but I don't know. Because I can never remember when it's like Girl Scout cookie time. I know. Like, they I feel just like kind it of just, show up. Yeah, it just happens they every just year happen. and I'm like, oh, it's time for Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I can never remember like when. Anyway. It is interesting that it's not like later in the year because it seems like it would be a good thing to have around the holidays. Yeah. But There's, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, my first story is animal news. This is a nice short story. The headline is, Bear takes a tumble down waterfall trying to grab fish. Oh, in no. hilarious video. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> it wasn't like a big waterfall. I just pictured a like... giant waterfall and just a bear falling off of it. Which... No, no. Yeah, it's not like a big... It's like one of those... So <laughs> this is a video from Katmai National Park, actually. Oh, hey. So you know how like Freak those... guests of the show. <laughs> right. You know how there's those like little waterfall things and bears mm-hmm. will like stand next to because the fish are jumping up? So there was that and there was a bunch of bears like there trying to catch fish. And this one like reaches out and tries to catch one and like loses its balance and like literally like falls over, like head over, <laughs> like <laughs> fall, like... Head over paw. Like, yes, head over paw, like down the like, hill, basically. It was small, but like into the water. Like the water was deep enough that like went like fully under too. And then like came up and apparently like this video is going viral now because it's like a bear falling over. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you need? Um, it's been viewed more than 116,000 times as of today. All right. So um, yeah, that was it. It's funny. You should go watch it. <laughs> It'll brighten up your day a little bit. And it was also a reminder that it's almost fall, and the bears are starting to prep for the winter when, wow. it, when it's fall. Oh, I think man. they're actually starting that already because it's August. So Yeah. Well, in the immortal words of TLC, don't go chasing waterfalls. My next story is space news. This is from Popular Science. Saturn has a slushy core and rings that wiggle. What? <laughs> <laughs> I liked this is this is definitely one where I picked it largely for the headline. That's a um, great headline. But uh, yeah, so in the past, astronomers believed Saturn had a rocky core hidden at the center of its mostly gaseous mass. But new research shows that rather than a solid chunk of rock, Saturn's heart is a quote slushy and quote fuzzy. Mixture of ice, rock, hydrogen, and helium. I don't know why, why? they went with fuzzy. <laughs> why? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Why fuzzy? Yeah. Um, I'm guessing maybe because of how it would like appear in like an image. Maybe. Oh, like like blurry. Is this, kind of as opposed fuzzy. to being like a dense mass, it's kind of more scattered than they originally okay. thought. It's a good idea. Um, it's a good so. Thought. The way they were to figure this out is because constant trembling in Saturn's body causes its rings to wiggle in waves that can be detected as seismic signatures. Uh, Using data from NASA's Cassini spacecraft, which recorded these signatures back in 2013, planetary scientists used those measurements to peer inside the gas giant's center. So based on the the rings wiggling, they were able to, like, see how the innards were trembling, which I guess led them to figuring out how it was composed, which sure. Sure. They're the scientists, not us. Right. Um, about this. Uh, They're the (laughs) astro scientists. Astro scientists. Yes. Famously, (laughs) famously known as astro scientists. 
Uh, the numbers told them <laughs> that Saturn's middle must be a diffuse core, approximately 60% of the planet's radius, containing 17 Earth masses worth of ice and rock. Um, and this paper was published in Nature Astronomy. Uh, the planet's surface moves about a meter every one to two hours, like a slowly rippling lake. And like a seismograph, the rings pick up on the gravity disturbances and the ring particles start to wiggle around. It's so, like the entire surface of Saturn is like constantly like shaking. And then the the rings react to those slight variances in gravity and that causes them to move as well. Weird. It is wild to me that they can make measurements like that based on that kind of thing. But Yeah. Um, like that seems like such a precise thing to measure from so far away. It's yeah. Very, very Well, they used the Cassini spacecraft, which I think got quite close to Saturn mm. on its way okay. out that direction. So that, that I, I imagine that's how they, they must have. That makes sense. They must have used yeah, that they data. Yeah, it was close enough that to get that data. Otherwise, like. Right. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how no, we, we would be able to tell from here. That seems yeah. a meter in space. That is an insanely <laughs> small distance. Um, so the conventional picture has it that Saturn's interior has a neat division between a compact core of rock, rock and ice and an envelope of mostly hydrogen and helium. But the study found that contrary to this conventional picture, the core is actually fuzzy. All those same rocks and ices are there, but they are effectively blurred out over a huge fraction of the planet. So the core is actually quite large and um, not just one solid mass. So, yeah, Saturn has a slushy core and rings that wiggle. In, it's still in, a great headline. In, in summary, I mean, I think they nailed it. Forevermore, anyone making sa- a Saturn in a, like, what are those called? Those things you make that every kid like makes. Like a model every of the TV. solar system. Yes, the model of the solar system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a word be. for that? Or is it just model of the solar, solar system? system? model, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because the reason that there was, a, I thought there was like there a word for There might be a word anyway, for it. I, I don't know what it yeah. is. <laughs> but they have to make saturn out of like a wiggly substance like a slime like yeah slime (laughs) i was thinking like a like a piece of candy that's like soft like a soft candy yeah and has to be constantly wiggling (laughs) right (laughs) to be fully accurate right yeah very subtly (laughs) (laughs) all right my next story is science news This is from LiveScience.com. The headline is, Lab-made mini-brains grow their own sets of eyes. Oh, oh no. I hate everything. I hate everything about this. I don't know why, but I... Sometimes I like seeing your reactions to these things because it's just like, Anthony's going to react to this. What's he going to say? Anthony has Um, a low tolerance for... For flesh for like and weird growing growths like, of tissues. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't. I don't mean to freak you out. Too no, much. it's okay. According to a new study, a group of scientists has grown mini brains that have a set of eye-like structures called optic cups that give rise to the retina, the tissue that sits in the back of the eye and contains light-sensing cells. So, like in a human, that that structure is called the optic cup. I guess. Okay. So they basically grew those on a mass in a lab. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Love that. Um, previously, researchers had grown optic cups individually in a lab setting, but this is the first time that they've integrated it into a brain organoid. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. 
Thanks so much. Okay. Um, <laughs> the research team adapted a technique they, pre- they had previously developed for turning stem cells into neural tissue. Um, but then somehow once they did this and turned into these mini brains, the organoids also formed optic cups. Like, I don't know if like, it was unclear from this article if this was like an unintended right. consequence or That's if this was like... the headline made it sound like. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, oops, it accidentally evolved eyes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The article made it unclear as to whether this was an accident or whether this was intended. Like it was like they were growing neural tissue. They knew how to grow neural tissue and they knew how to grow optic cups. And then it was like they made these mini brains. Oh, and also they developed these optic cubs. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> but did the brains so develop them themselves, or did they develop? But I think I think it was intended. It just wasn't like stated in here that it was okay. intended. But I'm going to assume that that was intended. Well, only, I don't think that that would happen. That's the authors actually. of the article. Then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it took um about 30 days for the optic cups to appear, and then they had matured within 50 days, which apparently is a time frame similar to how the retina develops in a human embryo, according to a statement from the researchers. Weird. Um, in total, they Maybe created... Maybe not weird. Yeah, it's like, wait. Maybe expected. Is that weird or expected? Yeah. Um, the researchers created 314 of these mini brains. That's too many. And so, which is like, yeah, that's so many. That's like, why? And 72% of them formed the optic cups. What did the other ones form? <laughs> I don't know. A rat brain. <laughs> They all merged together <laughs> all, into one. At the end of the experiment, they all started crawling towards each other. And then, ah! Um, the medulla and then they, they called a, tangled. <laughs> Sorry. And then they called a film team, and they're making a movie now. Oh, horrible. Um, horror, horror movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, what, oh, no, not a comedy? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, according to the researchers, these organoids can be useful for studying human brain development and related diseases. Scientists could use... Um, these new organoids with the optic cups to study brain-eye interactions during embryo development mm-hmm. or um, retinal disorders. And they think maybe in the future this type of technology could be even used to create personalized like retinal cells for like eye therapy for people that have like damaged retinas or damages in their eyes, I guess. Like, or bad vision. <laughs> or bad vision. I don't know. Just issues with their eyes. I'm just looking for what I can get out of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like they were saying, like me, this could be turned one day. This could be turned into some type of like therapy where they like grow tissue for right. like a graft or some type of therapy. I don't know. That's well, what then I'll said, let them so. continue for now. The findings were published in the journal Cell Stem Cell. I'm not hmm. sure why there's a hmm. second cell at the beginning, Is there a but colon after the first cell. No, no, it's just Cell Stem Cell. Hmm. So it's like run, spot, run. Yeah, it's like that. Or C spot run, whatever. At, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> run spot run, but I knew what you meant. Knew yeah, what you, meant. you got the joke. Yeah. All right. My next story is robot news. This is from ZDNet. Watch Boston Dynamics bipedal robots nail this parkour obstacle course. <laughs> Oh, there's more parkour. Remember we talked about parkour yeah, last week? Yeah, we talked about parkour last week with squirrels, and now it's robots, which are more terrifying to <laughs> me. But um, So Boston Dynamics has published a pair of videos showcasing its Atlas robots completing a complex obstacle course that requires balancing on beams and vaults. Um, 
In a sandbox environment, Boston Dynamics tasked two of its Atlas robots with parkouring through various obstacles. I don't know, is parkouring technically a verb? Yeah. I've never heard it used as a verb, only as a noun. Okay, it did get flagged for correction <laughs> when I put in my notes. But, uh, the, parkour, the parkour routine entailed one of the two robots running up a series of banked plywood panels, broad jumping a gap, and running up and down a set of stairs, the second robot, meanwhile, was programmed to leap into a ba- onto a balance beam and follow the same steps as the first robot, but in reverse. They both then finished the routine by performing synchronized backflips. And I'm absolutely going to show you this video because it is terrifying. Okay. Um, Boston Dynamics added, when running the routine repeatedly, the robots currently get the vault portion of the routine right about half the time. On sun, <laughs> on sun runs, the Atlas robot loses its balance and falls backward after it jumps over the vault. So... Uh, after seeing this, you might need some reassurance that they're not going to like come for us anytime soon. And that's supposed to be that reassurance, I think. Um, okay. But the routine itself is choreographed, but the company says this routine is different from previous iterations because the robots had to adapt behaviors in their repertoire based on what they saw. A lot of times they kind of program these routines and like, there's like a set course and it sounds like this one, they like the robots didn't, quote unquote know exactly what they would run into. They just had like general behaviors and had to use like their own perception to figure out how to stay on the course. Um, okay. So I'm going to show you the video. All right. Um, okay. So that's probably what's going to destroy humanity or it's one of several things I could really. <laughs> that. Oh, I, it's giving me like Uncanny Valley kind of vibes a little bit. They move like people and it's really upsetting, but they also don't move like people. Yeah. It's like far enough away that it's not like, it doesn't look like there's a person in the suit necessarily, but it's close enough that it's really, it reacts to things like a person would. Yes. Like there's that one moment where it like jumps up onto the thing and like kind of tries to regain its balance in a very human way. And it really freaks me out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was a little bit freaky to watch. Yeah. Like, I want to be excited about that, but... It's exciting, but also they're really fast, and now they can jump over things, and I'm like... Like, but, like, what are, what are they going to be used for? I don't know. The decimation of the human race? <laughs> I know you keep saying that, but what... <laughs> why are we building them? Because, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I, I think... What I've heard is like, oh, what if we need to get supplies to somebody in like a remote area somewhere? Right. Like somebody but stranded like an somewhere. Armored vehicle, like an autonomous armored vehicle, be better for something like that. I don't know. What like if somebody's stranded like thing? up a mountain? Like, what if somebody's like mountain climbing and they're mm. like injured and they're like, I need a rescue, but it's too high for a helicopter? They could send one of these things. What makes it too high for a helicopter? That's actually, it's actually a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. At certain elevations, the the air is too thin. Oh. And the helicopter can't go that high. Could a drone go that high? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. I just know that there's like... That may that's, be a, That's actually a thing that like certain that people... That might be a use for these. Yeah, that's the only... <laughs> that's the thing I came up with on top of my head. <laughs> because otherwise so if you it's just safe, like... you want to be safe, just stay off of mountains. Oh, they're just going to be like super soldiers that can just like... Mm-hmm. Be decimate a robot and race. decimate oh. the human race. Yes. Which is what there you, you go. Saying. I finally got you to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I'm a little bit in denial about that, but like, yeah, that's fine. I thought, I thought when you were first talking about this, I thought it was going to be the dogs. No, but they're pe- they're like people. They're mm-hmm. humanoid they're, robots. They're humanoid robots. 
I'm just always going to think about that episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Which was now imagine that episode so Black- real. Imagine that and episode so of Black Mirror, but with uh, bipedal robots. Even more scary. Yep. Because those robots exist now. Mm-hmm. They could open doors. And they can jump over stuff. They just did a backflip. They did a back two in a row, actually. Yeah. 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 And then they patted themselves on the back when they were done. Yeah, one of them was brushing his shoulder off, too. Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I... The oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, the other one... No, they were both doing different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them one was, was like, yeah pumping his fist and the other one yeah it was brushing, like brushing his shoulder off yeah yeah we'll be well fine. that's nice <laughs> all right my next story is more science news this is also from livescience.com the headline is famous einstein equation used to create matter from light for the first time does that sound impossible to you? Uh-huh. Because apparently it's part of Einstein's theories. Okay. That you can create matter from light particles. Okay. <laughs> you can create a physical substance by combining photons. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And somebody did that. Oh. Actually. That's exciting. That happened. <laughs> In a stunning demonstration of one of Einstein's most famous equations, physicists are claiming to have created matter from pure light... For the very first time, Albert Einstein's famous E equals MC squared equation says that if you, but not just on its outset, but like that whole theory, Mm -hmm. if you smash two energetic photons or light particles into each other at the right energy, you should be able to create matter in the form of an electron and a positron from that interaction. Okay. So lights hitting each other can make a... Substance. Okay. Okay. Which I know I keep saying that, but it's just like, ah. Okay. Um, (laughs) This process was first described by American physicists George Bright and John Wheeler in 1934 and is known as the Bright-Wheeler process. It's been very difficult to observe in physics, mainly because colliding photons would need, um, like in order to do this, you need highly energetic gamma ray lasers, and we don't have that yet. That doesn't exist. Oh, okay. But these researchers did this with, like, a workaround. <laughs> they used... <laughs> Two flashlights, and they just... And they just them smashed them. <laughs> they just smashed them to pieces. Using the... <laughs> they used a relativistic heavy ion collider to do this. I will Every, everyone, Everyone's got one of those. Yeah, they're just... Not that impressive. Every lap. Yeah. Every house, even. I will now <laughs> attempt to explain what they did. <laughs> Instead of accelerating the photons directly, the researchers sped up two ions that were positively charged in a big loop, and they sent them, like, past each other in, like, opposite directions, so they were, like, nearly colliding, but not actually colliding, and apparently those were moving really close to the speed of light, which meant that they also ended up creating an electromagnetic field around them which created virtual photons in, like, a cloud around the particles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't ask me what a virtual photon is. I don't know. Okay. But it's different than a real photon. But it acts like a real photon. But it's not a real photon. Okay. So when these particles were moving past each other, these, like, clouds of, the, like, the fake photons <laughs> were, like, close enough to each other to collide. So those ones collided. Uh-huh. And then it did the thing. It made the electron-positron pair. 
Okay. And they observed it, and they were like, wow, that it just happened. Nailed it. Yeah. First try. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically, like, proved this, like, Bright-Wheeler process for the first time ever. So it's this big, it's a big deal in physics, I guess. Hmm. So. And I learned a bunch of stuff yeah, that wait. I don't really understand, <laughs> but... Why does this matter? I don't know, actually. But Why does this matter? <laughs> this was published in the journal Physical Review Letters. That seems like the right place for that. <laughs> and it just seemed kind of interesting because I've never heard of photons colliding and making matter from that process. Yeah. I mean, my, my brain is broken now, so. I'm glad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Slushy core. Ready, set, go! Go! All right, I found this on the Huffington Post. Massive python filmed popping out of shelf in Australian supermarket. In... A grocery store? Yep. In Australia, <laughs> wow. which is exactly... Of course it was in Australia. expect this to happen. They have snakes. They have spiders. They got it all. Koalas. Kangaroos. Mm-hmm. Wallabies. Yeah. Which are like pocket kangaroos. Yeah. Like a kangaroo could put one in its pocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, shoppers looking for seasoning at a supermarket in Australia on Monday had to contend with a large snake that had taken up residence in the herbs and spices section. <laughs> Where is that paprika? I swear. Um, the herbs and spices. Um, the python was seen on video peeking its head out of a shelf at the Woolworth store in Glenary, a suburb northwest of Sydney. Uh, Helena Alati, who is a shopper here, said, I was browsing and turned to my left, and he had come out, and his face was about 20 centimeters from mine. Oh, my god! Just looking at me. Uh <laughs> This is my favorite part of the story. Aladi, it turns out, is a former volunteer snake catcher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's convenient. And she offered to remove the intruder. (laughs) Uh, She said it was super mellow, not aggressive at all. I'm guessing he came down from the ceiling. He was about 10 feet long. Wow. That's a pretty long pylon. That's huge. (laughs) Um, a sp- well, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm glad it was her and not somebody that like would yeah. have had a heart attack and died right, in because the it was, supermarket. For those of us who are not length inclined, 20 centimeters is about eight inches. So that would have been less than a foot away from her face that she noticed it. <sighs> um, a spokesperson for the supermarket chain said, once it was sighted, our team members reacted quickly and calmly to cordon off the area for the safety of customers. A snake catcher removed the slithery customer who was released safely into bushland shortly after. So the snake is unharmed and was removed from the store safely. So That's good. Um, but Did yeah. they give him some spices to take? Yeah, because much like the bear in the supermarket in a previous story, maybe this snake was just trying to do it shopping yeah just like, like animals need food a, too little paprika maybe some turmeric well salt and pepper i mean if you're just salt and pepper makes everything somehow taste low better. on salt and pepper which i feel like what are you doing in the kitchen if you don't just have a supply but it's right whatever. anyway um yeah so 
Okay. Python, in the, Python, Python in the grocery store. Glad they had a snake catcher yeah. conveniently right there. Who <laughs> found it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances? Okay, I have something from Delish. I honestly don't know why this amused me so much, but <laughs> the headline is Mariah Carey just dropped a line of Irish cream liqueur. <laughs> I mean, it's I see. So I, I see exactly why you find that so funny. It's like instead of dropping an album, they dropped a line of Irish cream. Like, and there's this like picture of her with like like posing with like. Well, Mariah Carey is famous this for pic- her Irish. Look at, this, <laughs> look at this picture of her with this Irish cream. Do you see it? Sorry, I went there. The thumbnail and the oh. <laughs> It's like her on a beach with this like bottle of Irish cream. I don't know what. Just the whole thing is just like what. Also, yeah, not a <laughs> not a famous beach drink. Irish cream liqueur. So yeah, yeah, I know. I sit on the beach. I don't know. Just the whole thing <laughs> just made me laugh for some reason. But apparently, according to this article, this is a thing now that celebrities are like entering the booze industry and making like their own lines of drinks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't even realize that, but definitely a apparently thing. that's a thing. So I guess she wanted to do it. Too. Um, she's calling it Black Irish because she has both Black and Irish lineage. Actually, oh, I didn't realize she actually did have. Irish I did, yeah, she lineage. does. Well. <laughs> Which I didn't know. I didn't know before I read this article. But yeah, um, yeah. So the the brand is called Black Irish, and um, she has been working on this for two years, and now it's released, or it's going to be released for the holidays, I guess. And it's going to have three flavors: original, salted caramel, and white chocolate. All right. So. Yeah. What, I'm trying to think what you make with that. Here's this, here's the photo again. Here's another here's another copy of the photo. <laughs> <laughs> this photo just makes me laugh so much. Like I feel bad laughing at it. Like I mean it's very it's, like, it's pretty silly. So she's like in a sparkly dress, like kind of posed almost like mermaid like mm-hmm. on the beach. Hey, with, Mariah Carey does whatever she with wants. With a bottle of Irish cream. Just like something's just I don't know, just humorous about the whole thing yeah. for some reason. But hey, good for her, I guess. Like I School and maybe I'll, you know I'll try it maybe yeah, I would try the holidays it. like yeah who doesn't like a cup of coffee with some Irish cream in it or just a cup of Irish cream or just a cup of mm. it by itself Mm-mm-mm. yeah all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every Friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. And also, here's another reminder, two weeks in a row, just want to throw out, uh, our merch is now updated with the new logo. There's a bunch of different options, like a bunch of different options, like... You can get this thing on anything you can imagine. And I realize what I'm saying, and it's true. <laughs> there's nothing you can't get it on. There's shower curtains. There's shower curtains, there's stickers, there's magnets, there's socks, there's a backpack. There's a, a hat. Yeah, there's a hat. The hat looks cool. I might actually get the hat. And I don't I'm even probably going to get the hat. And I'm probably yeah, and I don't really stuff. wear hats, but I'm going to start. Gonna get the hat. I'm going to start because of this hat. It looks so good. Um, anyway, you can get that stuff <laughs> by going to bit.ly slash KKN shop. KKN is all caps. Shop is all lowercase. Or you can go to redbubble.com and search for Nick News. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. I didn't say bye. <laughs>